your Bibles tonight to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6 and verse 15. We have been sharing the armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. Tonight, we're going to talk about some spiritual footwear. A man was walking through the park with his family and he was dragging a little bit behind and he said, look, someone lost their soul right here. And the kids, you know, not really thinking about anything. Really, really, what, what, where? And they come back and the dad points down the ground right here. And it was the sole of a shoe. <laughs> and, and so that's not really as important as the, uh, a life as the kids thought it was. But there's something a whole lot more important to our footwear than we ever think of. In the early 1900s, there was an epidemic of hookworms in Mississippi and some other states close by. There were some improper sanitation facilities. And along with the combination of lack of foot protection from the people, it led to the parasitic worm being able to bore itself into the foot in a corkscrew-like manner and severe illness resulted, uh, a big part of it, after the infection of the worm was anemia and it became a very big health concern. A cleaning up of the sanitation facilities and proper procedure as, as well as footwear being cautiously worn on the feet encouraged an, a solving of that problem. As we look at these different pieces of armor, we are commanded to use them so that we might stand against the attacks of the enemy, standing against the attacks of the devil. Verse 15 says, And having your feet shod, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And in connection with that, back in verse 14, is the command to stand. That word stand means to hold your position in a time of attack. It's a military term. And, you know, God has really given to us. He has blessed us abundantly, and He's quite a giver. And God's people have an inheritance. We are joint heirs with Christ. The way we began this study in the first couple of chapters of Ephesians, we could sum up a title for it in, We're Rich, We're Rich. And now that we get down to the end of this book, we could sum up a title here in the armor of what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to take it. He's trying to take it. He wants to strip us of all of our blessings. He's not going to quit attacking as long as he is here, as long as we are on this earth either. So we must 
obey the command to stand. We must see our desperate need to obey the Word of God and put on the whole armor of God for this attack that continues. We have shared a piece of the armor, the belt of truth. Last week, the breastplate of righteousness, and tonight, having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Spiritual footwear for the believer. There's a requirement in it. You know, as we think about our footwear that we put on our feet today, it's really more about fashion than it is about the function of them for most people. Most people want pretty shoes instead of thinking about the protective quality of shoes. Some people say that, that we exaggerate our childhood as a kid, you know, how hard things could have been. We went up uphill both ways to school and home in the snow, things like that. Well, I tell you what, no exaggeration, I got one pair of shoes every year for school. School didn't start until after Labor Day when I was a kid. It starts so much earlier now. But it was about this week of the year on the calendar every year that I got one pair of shoes. And let me tell you something, from kindergarten through at least eighth grade or so, I never had a clean new pair of shoes on during the school year. Okay, if I got a pair at the beginning of school, which I did, no shoes for Christmas. I got one pair every year. And it seemed like most shoes were white around the edges. No matter what brand, what style of tennis shoes, they had a white strip of rubber around the edge. And I dodged every, every mud hole and I walked on cement everywhere I could to try to keep those shoes white. After a week, I look down and they're messed up and I'm in a mud hole by the second week and it's no big deal. But I, man, I mean, I wanted my shoes to stay looking good and we seem to really care a whole lot about that. I know of an athlete that admitted he spends four hours a day shopping for shoes online. And it's all about the style. It's all about the color. It's never about the function. It's never about the protective ability that a shoe has. The protection that a shoe brings our feet is more important than anything else that uh, shoes have meaning about. Um, My brother and I were running around the shed when we were kids when we were children, he was always bigger than me, always stronger than me. He, he was older. And so it was quite a rush when I made him mad and I was getting tired. I wanted to stop, but I knew he was going to pound me. So I kept running around that shed. And then I heard a yell. We were running barefooted and he stepped on a nail. And I started laughing. And if he could have, he would have lunged at me. But he couldn't do a single thing. He couldn't battle me, if you will, because his feet were not protected. I don't mean to go on and on with my little uh, silly thoughts, but, but they keep coming to mind. There's a, 
There's a movie that I'm sure most of us have seen on TV through the years where the good guy is in a building and there's just one good guy. There are many bad guys and the bad guy sees that he's barefoot so they shoot the glass in the room all around him. And in the movies, the good guy always wins, but that probably wouldn't have happened for real because he had glass just pierced up in his feet as a result of the tactic of the enemy. It's very important that there be protection for the feet. I mean, there's all kind of shoes required for all different kinds of things. I took a job one time and they asked me to get slip-resistant shoes. I didn't even know what they were. I thought it might have been a joke. I did find out you could get some. I had to order them. And then everybody on the job, where I, when I came on new, everyone laughed at me for actually getting them. They didn't make them because they couldn't find them anywhere. But, you know, I know a lot of construction workers... And they will not put on a work boot unless it's steel toe. It's a, it's a requirement for them, but it's also a necessity. They want it. Athletes are very particular about the shoes they wear, and for good reason. Every sport requires it. There, there's turf, there's ground, there's, there's hard floor, there's wood floor. There are all these different surfaces that the feet land on. And so athletes are very specific about what kind of shoes they have and what kind of traction is on the bottom of them. Footwear is important for the soldier as well. The soldier would be required to walk long distances, to have to march, to go to face the enemy. And once they, once they became engaged with the enemy, they didn't know exactly where it was going to be. They didn't know what the texture of the terrain under their feet would be at the time. And so they needed some very good footwear. It was extremely important for the soldier that the soldier would be able to stand and to be able to fight and have traction and have what is proper on their feet to stand on. I mean, a soldier's life could depend on it. They might have to fight on an incline. And you picture that soldier sliding down and the enemy able to get to him. That could be the life of the soldier. You know, in that day, the average person just walking around might strap a thin piece of leather under their feet and it would tie some way at the top. But that's not what the soldier would wear. They wouldn't be caught with something like that. They did what they could to have the very best footwear on their feet and the very best traction possible. They didn't have shoemakers then the way they have them today. So soldiers would take slivers of metal and beat them into the shoe, whatever they had to do to be able to have traction under their feet so they could climb on elevated ground, so they could be ready for any kind of surface that they would have to walk on and be able to face the enemy possibly, and engage with them at any time. It was a requirement that the soldier have good shoes. And there is 
spiritual footwear that is required for the Christian soldier. The Christian is required to stand against the devil. It's the command that we've been given to stand against his deception, to stand against his devices, to stand against the wiles of the devil as he attacks. So what was required for the soldier on the battlefield is likened unto what Paul is talking about that is required for the Christian soldier in battle as well. There is a likening of the soldier's boots to peace. Now, what kind of peace is this that Paul might be talking about with us? Because there's different kinds of peace. The soldier is called to be ready, though. There's, there's not only a requirement that we see, there's a readiness. And we're going to look at this peace in readiness. But first of all, it says, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That word preparation, it means readiness. A soldier must be ready to march, to stand, to climb, to be able to fight on his feet and not fall. He was required to do many other things as well. Christians must be ready for everything that comes the way of the believer in spiritual warfare. And where does this readiness come from for you and I? Well, it comes from the gospel of peace Paul has written here. And what does he mean by that? There's a peace that we read of that Paul wrote about in Romans chapter 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a wonderful truth. That's a very important truth. The moment that Jesus saves us, we have peace with God. We go from being hostile with God to children of heaven and we're justified by faith. We have that peace with God. Now that peace is not something that we put on. That peace is something that is given. We can't do anything with that peace. That peace is not something that we apply to our life. Sure, we're changed by coming into peace with God, but it doesn't fit what we're talking about here. We're talking about battle in the everyday Christian life. When the Bible says, put on the armor of God, that's not saying be saved. That means the saved are to put on the armor of God. This is something for the Christian's everyday life. It's not becoming a Christian by putting on the armor. It's something that we do throughout our lives. So what would fit this more than peace with God is the peace of God. Every Christian has peace with God. But every Christian is not experiencing the peace of God in their lives. Every Christian 
can experience the peace of God, but every Christian is not experiencing the peace of God. Philippians 4.7 says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God is not for becoming a Christian. That's peace with God. The peace of God is for the Christian's daily life. It's the experience that we have by walking in fellowship with God. You know, and the verse before Philippians 4, 7, as we're figuring out what this peace is all about that's likened under the soldier's boots, before that verse... In Philippians 4, 6, it says, be careful for nothing. Or today we would say, don't worry about anything. We're not to be worriers. But the peace of God will pass all understandings and keep your hearts and minds. Now, the verses after Philippians 4, 7 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. This is speaking of a peace throughout the Christian life. It's the peace that matches what Paul is talking about here with having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And what this means is, you think about those verses, Philippians 4, 6 and 4, 7, about worrying, not worrying, and thinking on all of these good things. And by the way, everything in verse 8 is a description of Jesus Christ. So you could say in that verse that, every, that children of God are to be thinking on the Lord Jesus Christ, focused on Him, and a soldier was to be focused in the fight. There was to be a focus and a readiness from the soldier. Not to be distracted from what he's concentrating on while he is in battle. Watching all around him. Looking for the slightest movement. Not knowing where the enemy may be. And being ever so sensitive to everything around him. Being prepared to react to an ambush any of those things that could take place in a time of battle and war. And he's to be sharp in his reflexes. That's the, that's the soldier on the battlefield. Now the Christian soldier is to be experiencing the peace of God, to be useful in the battlefield. 
so we are not distracted by worries. We are not distracted by having our mind on the wrong thing, but having our minds and our hearts on the things of God. Whatsoever things are lovely or pure or just of good report, think on these things. Remember those things you've learned. And the God of peace shall be with you. The Christian has to have focus for the spiritual battle that we are in. There are many who do not engage and they just sit on the side and they do not have this experience of God in their lives. This peace of God, it is meant to be used. And it is meant to be used in our lives in many ways. And we see in the battle that we are in as well. When the child of God walks in the peace of God, there's reinforcement during the battle. We're reinforced and we fight against Satan with the armor of God. We stand because of the good news of peace. The gospel of peace. It's pictured here as being on our feet. A very important part of the armor for a soldier. It's a very important part for you and I that we are experiencing the peace of God in our lives so that we will be able to stand. We stand in confidence. We stand in strength. We stand reinforced when we are walking in fellowship with God, when we're talking to Him daily, and we are experiencing that peace. When our prayer life seems to wane, whenever we seem to be not so engaged in the things of God as we should, whenever we're not loving His Word with a zeal as we should, there's not that experience of peace like we can have when we're walking with Him closely, when we're focused on Him, when we're confessing our sins, when we're having time of prayer, true dependence on God. You want to know how much you're depending on God? How much time are you spending in prayer? And I ask myself the same thing. And and so when we are walking in, in fellowship with the Lord, we have the experience of His peace, and it's a requirement for the Christian soldier. We stand reinforced by the peace of Christ. You know, David said the battle is the Lord's. He stood before Goliath and and he was made to stand there to challenge him. He had his feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Gideon started out outnumbered against the enemy. And God steadily reduced his army against the enemy. But Gideon got the victory. But Gideon didn't say it was the sword of Gideon. He said it was the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. He was fellowshipping with the Lord. He was taking instructions from the Lord. He was getting to be made confident by the Lord, and he made his small army confident by the Lord. He had his feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 
Joshua took instructions from the Lord. He had learned under Moses and as an apprentice. And so Joshua was able to take Jericho only because his feet were shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We're positioned in the Lord by a relationship. Fellowship we experience with the Lord brings about the peace of the Lord in our lives. For us being able to stand in His power, we're reinforced in the battle by His daily peace that He offers His people that protects and keeps our hearts and minds so we can stay focused in the battle and not on the worries of life, not on all of these other things. We're made to stand our ground in all that we have to do by all that God has given us to be able to do so. Back in the beginning of the armor of God here, it says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. That does not take place without the experience of the peace of God in our lives. Oh, we need to be talking to Him daily. We need to be talking about Him to someone else daily. We need to be listening to Him talk to us daily. And He does that when we are in His Word. It's the fellowship that we're going to be able to benefit from having the peace of God in our lives over so that we can stand reinforced when we're in battle. A soldier in spiritual battle must have his mind right and in the right place. And the peace of God keeps it there. Philippians 4, 7 again. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds. That's a military term as well, that word keep. It means to form a garrison around. It's a hedge of protection around, if you will. If the, if the soldier has to be focused in the fight, and peace gives the focus, you see why our feet need to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, a sanctifying peace, a peace as we walk with the Lord daily that we can experience. The gospel of peace being the footwear is the protection for the child of God in battle against the devil. His peace will guard us. When we are walking in the peace of God, we have a reassurance, a confidence that we know that He's walking with us. He is with us in the battle. It means we can stand in the battle reinforced by the Lord. God wants us to be ready and He wants us by faith to take a stand with all of the armor on and then He's going to fight in our battle for us. And that's how we're going to get the victories in our battle. We're defended by the armor and the Lord. And so as we look at this tonight, as we consider the soldier and the boots that he wears, and Paul saying, this is what you need in the spiritual life, and it comes down to being the peace of God, which keeps our hearts and minds, 
We focus and we think on all of these things that are good, all of these things that are true. We're thinking on the Lord Jesus Christ. We are able to have our focus in the battle. We always know we, we don't sweep it under the rug. We don't neglect the fact that we are in a battle against Satan and we are overmatched without putting on what God has for us. We are to put on, we're to keep on the armor of God. Our minds must be focused on the battle and knowing that our enemy is always coming after us. And as I say that, as I say that, I ask you tonight, are you being obedient to this requirement to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace? It's ever so important for our lives every day as this battle does not have intermission there is no half time in the battle we're in are you utilizing the spiritual footwear that's been given are you standing on the promise that you're never alone on the battlefield are you experiencing that you're never alone on the battlefield by the experience of the peace of God. Not peace with God. You're saved and glory, hallelujah, we're all going to heaven one day. But while we're here, we're in the battle. And it must be the peace of God that we are experiencing daily in our lives. Are you experiencing this peace of God? Are you experiencing and utilizing the footwear in the battle? Are you walking in His power or are you walking in His own? I ask myself that. Am I walking in His power or am I walking in my own? One faithful preacher got up in years in life and he knew that he was walking in the Lord's power. He was depending on the Lord and he admitted that there were years as he pastored that he didn't know if he was. He was afraid he might have been pastoring the church in his own power and ability. So we must sincerely ask ourselves, are we walking in his power? You know, many people have said that having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace is about going forward and preaching the gospel and souls being saved. Look, that is a truth that we should be a faithful witness, that we should be evangelizing the world. But the context of what we have here is not about evangelizing the world. It's about an attack from the devil upon us and the battle that we are in. So many of you may have heard that this is about preaching the gospel like a Christian soldier. We should do that, but that's not what we're talking about here. It's a privilege and a blessing to preach in His power, but this is about fighting the devil and walking in the peace of God to do so. We're required to do it. That there be a readiness that we have by the peace of God. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of God rule in your heart. There's no better way than to have a good fitting 
pair of shoes as we, our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The battle is constant, so our fellowship with God must be constant as well. And experiencing His peace for the focus in the fight. Are your feet shod? Are you walking stable, strong and sure in the peace of God? Are we standing by way of the gospel of peace? We can do this. We can do this faithfully. And we should do it faithfully. It's a command given by God and it's for our good. You know, there's a song called, Oh, There's Sunshine, Blessed Sunshine. And there's a portion of a verse that says, The dove of peace sings in my heart. I want you to think about something as here we are in the midst of talking about a spiritual battle for several weeks that we're in. And we need to take it serious. We're being real sincere about it. But just think about this. Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's not contradictory when we go to another part of the Bible and see that we're to be living a life of joy. And God has called us to rejoice. Rejoice always, and again I say rejoice. That's all the time. Look, with the armor of God on, look, there's peace. There's peace in the battle. The war has already been won. We're battling. We're on God's side. We are equipped by His armor. He has given us instructions for the battle, we enjoy life. Look, when we're walking in His peace, look, there's joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Don't take this battle we're in and think, well, we're robbed of all the joys of thinking about heaven, of all of the, of the joy of fellowship with the children of God. No, He has equipped us for victory. There is peace through this. There is rejoicing for the children of God to be able to do. Standing in the battle, again, having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The peace of God giving you victory, helping you and I to be able to stand in this battle to rejoice in the Lord. Well, we will look at the next piece of armor next Wednesday, and we thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank everyone who was here in the sanctuary with us just to give some support from a few, and we appreciate that, and we love you all. And I'll be praying, and you'll be praying at noon tomorrow at the latest. I'm sure we'll pray before that. Let's close in prayer right now, and God bless you all.